I'm as fat as a newborn baby. I think I'm going to wear glasses so we look the same. Look, look at, at us, look bald at people. Grow the beard, bitch. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Being good. How are you doing, sir? Oh, great. What happened to the glasses? That went over. So, all right. No, I can't. I can't. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I have come to terms with being a blind photographer. Is there a song like that? Blind man. Sorry. Blind photographer. Aerosmith. Oh, uh, do the intro. Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mo and O Photo Show. My name is Mo Morales. And I'm Omar Gonzalez. And we're here to talk about photo, tech tips, and uh, anything else we want about. Because as I always say when I do the intro, this is our show. And we thank you for coming, though, and spending some time with us. Absolutely. And uh, we have a bunch of gear on the table here because um, gear All talk gear. gets views. <laughs> <laughs> Click, son. Click it. Click bait it up. Oh, yeah. we, all you have to do is put the, like, the, the title of each of these things in there and we get a, a billion views. One billion views. <laughs> all right. Let me, uh, let, me, let me test you here. Which one of these items would get the most uh, attention or clicks? So it would either be the 85G. The Sony 85G Master. Or, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) On this table, that's it. I would argue the Fuji X-T30 is a little hot right now. A little hot. And that's out there. I currently am on Borrow with this, with B&H Borrow, and I'm testing that. Um, I have all the Fujis out here because I'm working on a video on which one should you get. And... um, I think I'm going to say right now, to answer everyone, I can't tell you what camera to buy. You can't. You know why? It's my money. (laughs) That's number one. That's number one. Number two, you might think this is the greatest thing since the creation of life itself. And then the minute I pick it up, I'm like, this is clunky, crappy. doesn't doesn't like the way it feels in my hands. Yeah. So that's why we can tell you what the camera does, how it works for us. And ultimately, though, you need to go pick it up, take it out for a spin, and if you have to pay the $45 restocking fee when you bring it back in, because not every camera is built for everybody. Yeah. And I, 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 you don't know how many sentences start with message, hey, Omar, love your stuff. Which should I get? Tell me now. You tell me now. It's the only should reason I, I want. Should I just start telling people? No. Don't lie to them. <laughs> for example, the Fuji X-T30, which is brand new, is a tiny camera. Tiny, mm. right? $899. Mm. You like? $899? No, not for $899. That's what I'm saying, right? The Fuji X-T2, last year's flagship, you know how much? $899. Uh, $899. I'd rather rather hold this in my hand. Right? Having them in your hand, this is weather sealed, dual card slot, can shoot a wedding with. This is a fun, travel, uh, powerful, mind you, powerful little video camera, photo camera. But hey, someone may say, screw you, that has slower... Uh, autofocus for sports. This has better autofocus for sports. So this is the camera for me for eight ninety nine. You know how much the Fuji XT twenty is now? Seven ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Ooh, nice new grip on there. Yeah, you saw that video. <laughs> so what do you think now? Like, right, this camera is more worth it. Five ninety nine. Powerful street camera. Definitely, especially because their lens, um, their lens lineup is 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 becoming very impressive. Yeah, it's small, compact, great for travel. So I love the Fuji line, but I can't tell you which camera to buy. I give you some advice, but really, even if I steer you in direction, 
in one of the directions, it could be it could be completely wrong. Remember, we talked about this a few weeks ago, where we said people ask us the question with an answer already uh, in their yeah. mind. I mean, they're telling us, "Hey, Omar, which Fuji should I buy?" And I'm like, "Well, you should actually pick up the A6400 by Sony." But no, <laughs> actually, I got a surprise for you. Oh no. No, no, no. Look what I was going to buy that Omar didn't <laughs> let me buy. So I present with you the Sony A6400. Hey, where'd it go? <laughs> oh, I just ate too much. That's all that happened here. <laughs> How'd that get under your sweatshirt? So the A6400. Ah, oh, you like that surprise, huh? Mm-hmm. It's for you, actually. What? Don't play my head. <laughs> He's so hurtful. <laughs> Sucker! That's just so hurtful. That is hurtful. No, I I, uh, I ended up just picking it up because, remember I told you to pick stuff up, what do I need to do? Justify it. I was shooting my videos and uh, setting up this screen and uh, the microphone. I said, forget it. I need something with a flip out screen. And the Fuji X-T30 is always versus the 6400, so I think I want to test those two out as well. That's awesome. I'm not jealous, angry at all inside. There's no turmoil. I don't feel any, rem- any anything. This is a test. I'm numb. <laughs> this is a test. Do you think you need this camera? Yes, I do. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? <coughs> today, today, uh, driving around, you know, coming up with, you know, what should we talk about, this, that, and the other, I was justifying the need for this one or a small Fuji. Oh, yeah. Because I need a camera that's not my work camera to take with me to places. So I can enjoy myself with a light, powerful camera that, you know, will be my fun camera. Yeah, I think your your I don't issue, have a fun camera right now. I was going to say your issue is that you do need the greatest and newest. Mm. You, I don't think you would be happy getting, like, let's say, for example, an old X100S or maybe the A6000. No. Right? No, I sold, uh, I got rid of the A6300 with the expectations that I was going to bring this one into the stable sooner or later. Um, hello in my mouth. I love it. It's this delicious mic. Oh, you know what happens with Mo? He starts talking and then he wavers and then he goes so far away from the microphone. And when I have to edit, I scream. <laughs> Talk into the damn microphone. So as I was saying, thank um, you. I was going to buy this once. Uh, once I'm sorry, it came don't out. touch it too much. Thank you. Once it came out, I was going to buy this um, because that's the reason I got really A6300 so I could get ready to buy this thing. Um, and then I just had for the first time in my life. Don't buy it remorse. Like, dude, you buy everything. Stop, I know. Stop you, I was proud of you last week. And now I'm like torturing you. So it's probably already <laughs> like like mentally I've already clicked the button. Amazon's already saying like, Mo, we got you. It's on its way. No, but why not pick up for $599 a Fuji X-T20? Because for $599, I'm going to spend more on a lens. I don't have any Fuji lenses. I think it's it may be five ninety nine with the the kit lens. I don't want no damn kit lens. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying, man? You got a lot of hangups. Do you want a kit lens? I love the kit lens. No joke. Well, I think, well, isn't there two kit lens? One's, one is better than yeah. the other? Yeah, there's one that's tiny and is plasticky and small, which mm. is kind of like what this one comes with. You know, I got the body only. Did I get the body only? Oh, no, I got the lens on it. With the 16 to 15? Yeah. Zoom. Well, how is that lens? This... Um, it's not garbage. It's just not, it, it, you know. Yeah. It's a kit lens. It's, you get exactly what you, I mean, a great video with the kit lens because I it's stable. Know. And I have this nice, uh, when I went to New Orleans, New Orleans, and... Um, I, I just took a video of a tram and a, the trolley, and I was like, "That is that smooth, nice. buttery." Four K or yeah. just well, no, 10, it was wow, even ten eighty is good. Yeah, and it was like, "Wow, 
Mm. Well, we're going to use this for this show. So mm. the other reason I got it is because the, the no record time. So mm. this camera, you can uh, we plug it into power. And if our card is big enough, we'll have one huge file of 40 minutes, which is what we usually record and then trim down all our <laughs> mistakes to 25 minutes. We don't make mistakes. That's right. This That's his first mistake is thinking he made a mistake. Oh, yeah. We this show's awesome. going straight. No edits. <laughs> jump, jump. Uh, so I justified it for that. But really, the flip-out screen, I'm going to do more live streams as well on my channel. And this camera will work great for a live stream. I could see myself. I can uh, you know, look at the computer and chat with people while I have a small desktop setup. What lens are you going to run with it? This one right here? This one for the longest. And uh, the other thing is if I back up a little, I could use the Tamron no hood. 2875. No hood. That's what I'm seeing a lot of vloggers complaining about right now because obviously I've been all into this camera's don't booty. Go, don't go in the Digging. Don't vlog in the hood. Don't don't <laughs> vlog in the hood because first of all, you won't leave with your camera. You may not leave with your life, son. Run it. Run it. Give me all of it. Vlogging in the hood. Because this little hood lump here could be enough to block some of the so depending on what lens you're using and the size of the hood, it could block the, the screen. Oh, the screen. That's what it blocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the other issues with this camera was that if you put a microphone on, uh, it will block the screen as well. But I got a little cage that's coming, a little small rig cage, which makes the microphone come out over here. And there's no head put, headphone input. There is. There is? Yeah, 3.5. Isn't there something missing? Either it's... Uh, no headphone jack. So you can't monitor your audio. That's what I meant. Yeah. What did I say? That's what I meant to say. There's no headphone. Maybe you did say headphone. I'd have to replay that, Bob. And there's no headput, headphone input. There is. Our producer will... Uh, <laughs> you you said headphone, and yeah. in my mind, I thought microphone. microphone. Yeah. Because yeah. you're always talking about the DJ, you know, microphone checker, one, two, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So I also bought a, uh, a Manfrotto arm. Actually, I don't know if it's Manfrotto, but... Uh, you put a super clamp on your desk and you can have arms. So my my goal is to have arms where I could just click the camera on. That's what's funny here is that he pointed at the off-screen folks. Like if you could see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about you guys. I'm talking to Mo here. Oh, yeah. There it is. So pretty. All right. So talking about gear, I find this the most intriguing right here. Can you explain what's going on here? So Sony. <laughs> Give me this. <laughs> Sony being uh, Sony. Um, uh, my history with Sony, okay? I used to love Panasonic televisions. I used to love... Panasonic cameras, even. I had a little no, I'm, I'm talking about oh. my whole history with Panasonic. I used to work at Best Buy. I was one of the, the millions of trolls oh, yeah. that worked in Best Buys a thousand years ago. And I loved my job at Best Buy. I knew a lot about TVs, tech, technology, and that's why we started the show. That's the only reason. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And so what happened is um, I used to love what you got for, for the price from Toshiba, from Panasonic. Sony was always ridiculously expensive. Too expensive. Granted, um, their picture quality was was amazing. When they came out the Vega, yeah, spelled the Grand w, Vega, right? Yeah. And, and they, they came with the first flat, flat television 50 screen. Inches. Yeah, and that was, that was like they were game changers and they were awesome. They weren't worth the difference though. Yeah, I even mean, till this day. That's what that's where I was going to. That's okay, where I was leading go. to my history with, with Sony. So I find that they make exceptional products. But the price difference between what they're giving you and what the competition is giving you, yes, I do believe they can charge a little more. Yeah. A little more. Not $400 more, $300, you know, $1,000 more. So what we have on this table here is an 85 millimeter 1.8, right? Right about eight, 580 bucks, brand cool. new. I bought this for about 500 499 used. 
Then next to it, any help you picking this up here? <laughs> get the crane. Then you have the eighty-five millimeter one point four G Master. Now, the quality difference between this and this is not seventeen hundred dollars. It's crazy. It is. There is a difference in quality. Yes, yes. The Bokeh balls are a little better here. A little you better. Get a little, a little sharper in some some stops than here, but it's not. The price difference between these two lenses, it's not realistic. This is 2300 2100 also, uh, Yeah, that, this is crazy expensive. And by the way, this is a borrow. Thank you to BNH. Uh, we're doing tests with it. Uh, BNH let us borrow it. Uh, but the other thing is, like, I think we're moving towards smaller, lighter, stronger. So why would you want something this heavy? So remember, if, if anyone's right? been watching this show for a while, they know, or listening to this podcast for a while, they know the reason I let go of my, my wonderful Nikon D850 was because size, it, it was weight. heavy, the weight, it was wearing me out. I have enough you know, health issues that um, it just really, after carrying it for an event for just four hours or eight hours, I was completely done by the end of the day. So I went to a lighter mirrorless setup, which... I'm very happy with the change, but when I first, I haven't, I've never seen this lens in person until I, did, I saw it when today. When it came, I was like, and then when I picked it up, I, I almost really had to go back with my second hand because I was like, oh my god, I'm going to drop this totally. heavy thing. So if you put this on in front of my 64 uh, A60 A73, <laughs> I got all these A's in my head. In front of my A73, it's going to be like, you know, it whoa, is top heavy. Whoa. And if yeah, I put, put it around it. my neck, it's going to be like <laughs> giving me like welts in the back of my neck, you know. Let me get it while you talk. So I mean. I mean, I get it. Sony, someone's paying you the money. You're going to get take the money. But, but I, I, but I think. Um, oh, sorry. I was going to go back to uh, Nikon has it, and Canon has it well as well. Their L, like Canon's L series lenses, have a prestige about them, and I think that's why they can get away with charging so much because this has the label, the G Master label, and. Don't you know how, like, one of the theories of, of how to become an amazing popular photographer is to charge too much? That people will pay because it is a Listen, lot? He's charging me $10,000 for Damn, a boudoir session. He must right? be the man. So people are I think us. companies know that. Companies know that if they price bracket certain things, I mean, it is an amazing lens. Um, Take out the filter. <laughs> the adapter, adapter, you mean? It actually, when I when I um, was looking, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll, we'll, yeah. I'll bring this up in a second. But I mean, look at this thing. This is it's now a, actually with this extra grip, feel it. It feels pretty okay. It doesn't. It doesn't feel as heavy as I thought it was going to be. The, yeah. This extra grip does balance it better. But let's try it with mine. Did I leave my camera downstairs. Never mind. Oh well, let's try with the Sony A, the, the one point five, which it weighs like one point five ounces, basically. Wow. This is crazy great. This is just perfect. And the 85 1.8 on the Sony a7 III feels amazing. And I've never taken a photo with this lens and been wow. like, wow, I wish it was crispier. Or I wish I was somewhere else. Or I wish I had a, the more expensive lens. See, that's the thing with with, with Sony lenses. I have it feels no, great. Feel that. I have yet. Oh. Damn. You need that grip, brother. Yeah, I need to buy this grip. The, uh, well, what we're talking about is... The Sony a7 III doesn't have a great hand grip, but if you get this little Mikey extra grip, Sony sells one, but again, expensive. $129. Oh my God. So this one's 50 bucks, mm. and uh, it I have it on all the time. You can't get to the battery easily, but it gives the a7 III such a nice feel. It feels good in hands, ladies. Oh, yeah. Classy Carter's line. But no, I mean, is it really worth just... T tell me why you would pay that much more for this lens. 
I would just say... Um, so that you could prove that you're a better photographer well, than you have it? Well, here's one thing. If you back up from your subject and you shoot things at 1.4, I mean, we're talking 1.8 to 1.4, mm-hmm. uh, really the only reason to get this lens is that you have a specific look. Um, I'm talking people who even in Photoshop will bokeh up their background even more. Right. You know this is a technique that some photographers use. They'll shoot something at 135 or 200 and it's 2.8, and they want to make it a 1.1. In Photoshop, you can cut out the person and even blur more. So I think if someone's look is this, if you back up from your subject and you want them full body with bokeh, this guy can do it pretty much just about that much better. Not enough to justify, but for certain people, yes. And I get it. I get people want to have the best that's available. What's it say about me as a photographer if I'm happy with what I have with this 1.8? I I think it's... it. It says that you are, you know, budget conscious, that you know you can rock out something that makes more sense weight-wise, and uh, there's something about value, you know, bang for your buck. If you if if you watch any of the reviews on the uh, Tamron 28-75. to 75, Great lens. And then you compare it to the G Master 24-70. to 70, Yeah. You're not, you're, you're falling off. But again, it, it's you have to find that level of acceptance. The biggest hang-up is the 24 to 28. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between 24 and I, I, that's the one bad thing about the only bad thing about this lens is it doesn't go wider. Right. And, and, and Omar were talk, and I were talking about it, but people don't realize that those four millimeters at the at the wide range makes a big difference. Heck yeah! I mean, you could fit like three extra people and Aunt Betty in that picture, you know. <laughs> Especially after the second taco on Tuesday. Oh my god! So, yeah, I was gonna say I'm excited about Tamron's next lens, which is their 17 to 28, because I shoot mostly wide. That's my way to shoot. So this does not go wide enough, and that's the hangup when I'm working, and. Let's say it's entrances. This would totally work for entrances until the people are a foot away from me. Right. And that's where my wide lens comes in because I love showing the emotion of like I'm really low and I'm seeing everyone left and right of me. They're touching me. They're that close. Mm. So this lens can't do that. So what am I going to – once they run in, unclick, put hold a wide – well, hold, hold on, stop, everyone. Stop, stop. Yeah. Everyone stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. Mo was back with the brand So people shoot time. with two cameras. I, I don't shoot with two cameras. I shoot with one. And I, I can switch my lenses pretty quick. But I would need a 17 to, I use a 16 to 35 to get really, really close shots. And, and uh, how much does that 16 to 35 go for Canon? Because I'm thinking about just buying an adapter and start picking up Canon lenses. I would say maybe if you're picking up the 17 to 40 would be a good use lens because you could get that maybe for 500 bucks. This thing's a 250, but I got it for 150 on sale. This is the Sigma MC11 adapter. And for anyone moving from Canon, this this thing works great. Uh it the only thing is in lower light it struggles a little bit uh your lenses will struggle a little bit but that's a great entry into the sony system and i was going to mention one last lens here's we we were having this discussion earlier like hey what's the sweet spot for a lens purchase and we know it's not $2500 and 500 makes you happy when you're getting quality like this but I, I want to point out that this lens I got for $250 on a Black Friday-ish or some kind of cyber sale. What lens is that, Omar? This right here is the sponsored by Ding. the 85mm 1.8 by Canon. Super old lens. I think it's like 20 plus years old. Mm. And the only negative about this lens is if you shoot with a white background, horrible chromatic aberrations. Yeah. Like you're going to get purple fringing. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone's purple. Bunch of grimaces. Yeah, but 
I use this and I use the uh, G Master and they are both super sharp on the Sony. So talk about a $250 plus the adapter, $150. What's the math there? That's a lot of half at these. It's like $4,000. <laughs> anyway, uh, a lot cheaper. Uh, the sweet spot for lenses, I'm sad that a lot more companies don't do stuff that are like $250, $300, you know. But this Tamron, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I've used it at uh, two events now. Every time I, I look at my files, I'm like, wow. <gasps> Pores. I don't, I don't expect that much quality from an aftermarket lens. Remember aftermarket lenses sucked? You wouldn't even look Tamron at them. Tamron sucked. sucked. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was exactly that. You wouldn't buy a Sigma. You wouldn't buy a, a Tamron. Then Sigma came out with their art, art lens. Art series, there. yeah. And Have you ever like, owned an art series lens? Yeah, I had the 50 for the Nikon. Oh. And I loved it, but... It sat in my bag. Yeah. So, not your, it's my number one. I shoot like 80%, the 50 millimeter. I was 1. hoping 4. that they would come out with that for the Sony, but they kind of did, didn't they, with the like extended tube? And yeah. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here, please. Just sell me it's your, the same thing. Sell me your lens with a new tube. That's all that is. <laughs> it totally is. It's just Fool an extended once. distance. Yeah. I mean, we already have the adapter. So, um, But the aftermarket lenses, man, they're starting to get really good. They've come so far. I mean, to think when this lens was announced... I said, well, I already owned the older version for Nikon, and it was such a it was such a hit and miss lens. Like if it it it, it would never pinpoint focus all the time. It served this purpose before I was able to afford the twenty four to seventy by Nikon two point two point eight. So I rocked it until I was able to get the yeah. the, the twenty four to seventy by Nikon, and it it did the job. But I always felt like once I got the, the Nikon, I saw the difference in yeah. my my I was high like, def, wow, big yeah. difference. So when this this lens was announced, I'm like. All right, whatever. Keep it moving. Yeah, it's and, plastic. And then, it's and then everyone cheap. started saying like, "No, come watch my video. Let me tell you how beautiful <laughs> this lens is." I'm gonna wax poetically about this lens for days. Every person who reviewed this lens complained about one thing: it was the low light focusing and focus uh, breathing, where it would not, not for video. Yeah, for yeah, video. Yeah. So besides that, oh, well, there was one more. There is no switch for manual to autofocus, mm -hmm. and uh, that that's a big hang up for me until I found this out. I set on my camera a button which will toggle autofocus to manual focus. So now I have this middle button on the back of the wheel. If I hit that, the lens completely turns manual. And in case there's an emergency where you need to, like let's say they're doing the horror chair and it can't find focus, mm -hmm. I can hit that button. And if you ever look in the EVF, you can even zoom in, manually focus on someone's watch or something, and then just start firing. As a, you know? Let me ask you a question yeah. since you brought up the custom button. Are you impressed with the number of ways you can customize the buttons on the Sony? I am. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Yeah, like it is. If like, I switch them around, it's like, what does this button it's do? A two week, we have to take two weeks to relearn what you just switched. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think it's amazing how customizable the layout is and also dangerous. It is a little <laughs> dangerous. but like I, too much power. I will tell you, man, uh, I hope cameras are not going in the direction of this. Look at the back of this. Look at the difference between the Fuji X-T30 and what they did with the X-T20. Do you see? What did they get rid of? The very important uh, little clicky wheel thing. The, the, the D-pad. The clicky button things. Here. Yeah, so you know what was, quote, what replaced that? The nipple. No. <laughs> so, yeah, the nipple. The little nipple. <laughs> you know you're the only one that calls it that. <laughs> it's known as a dick stick. No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's known as the joystick. There goes all our subscribers. Oh, hey, goodbye, guys. <laughs> we are down to zero. Mm. 
uh, they replaced it with gestures. So now if I want to like change my film simulation, I have to go like this. And then I have to look, I have to like try to pick. And so will that actually, will your cheeks set that off? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I got fat cheeks. <laughs> only, yeah, if you're like, hey, like if your cheek swipes on there, hey, this is a great picture. But you know what your cheek does? Your nose touches, it moves the focus point around. Mm. So look, the focus point's in the corner. I don't, look, oh, te- touch technology is not as good on these cameras as it is on phones and things. Just let's take that whole separate tech. Touch technology is not the answer for everything. You're right, and that's the thing. Everyone wants to. I don't want. I, it, what's easier than? Is it a easier button. to touch or is it easier to to move with your with a one button and you know exactly where you're moving? I know. Because because not only that, sometimes when you're on the touch panel, it hits the wrong thing. And now you have to go back. You have to go back. I mean, granted, you do that with the buttons too. But not as easily. No, not as easily. If you accidentally bump the screen, you're two screens out of the way already. Agreed. And I, I'm finding, I don't want, I'm still holding judgment because I'm going to do a final review of these two, which should you get. But just as a spoiler, the missing buttons is a big hang up and maybe a big hang up for some people. Knowing Omar, as I know Omar, I already know which one he's going to recommend. <laughs> just saying. No spoilers, man. <laughs> Wait, back to buttons. What's your number one? But- your number one um, customized button, the one that you f- you feel that is uh, worthy to not be changed anymore. Oh, my eye focus, ah. which is which, which one that one? A E L button. So, yeah, so I use that for my uh, auto eye focus. Man, that's great. And that's it. That's the one button that never has I've, been moved. Since. And I'm a portrait photographer, so that's what I'm using mostly. That's my focus button. <laughs> totally, totally. So, I found out that uh, remember we talked about in low light, you can have a zone, mm-hmm. and it. The camera is pretty smart at picking stuff up. Mm-hmm. I found that if it sees a face, because I've been practicing in my office here. There's no people except for Superman. For some reason, the camera on, <laughs> realizes that Superman is a face because I guess he doesn't have a mask on. Or is not the Hulk. <laughs> That's no face. <laughs> yeah. But if you have a zone on, it will pick up Superman's chest, but then it sees a face. And it will, if you have face priority set uh, to on, nice. you can have the camera set to zone. And then, hey, I saw a face. Face. Every week since I've had this camera, I'm learning something new about it. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's, that's what you should do as a photographer. You yeah, should man. keep learning until you don't know. There's nothing left to learn about your camera. And you telling me this, something new I just learned. Uh, you know, the priority release, that was something I learned last week. Yeah, yeah. So keep, you know, moving forward and learning. And you got to pick up your camera and... Uh, stop you- shooting manual, I mean, auto, and, and stop being lazy. Like, you challenge yourself by challenging yourself with the camera. Like, find something that it does and then practice with it. I think I'm... I may be the exception, but um, I... Last night, I was in bed. My wife's reading next to me, and I had the this with the, um, the flashpoint flash mm-hmm. on top, the Sony one, because I was, like, military, like... <laughs> take it you know like yeah. how they uh forest gum puts the gun together i was as quickly as possible trying to turn on and turn off groups uh for flashes so i was running through it and i could do it almost without looking so i know a uh, button memory now that if i had to look i can hit this this one two i i memorized all the number of button pushes and where they were the forest gumps of photographers <laughs> yeah and I think if you obsess about things like that, you will be greater. You always want to strive to really do things as fast as possible because people won't judge you on your photography when you're shooting. They will only judge you on your control of gear, 
demeanor and how you like look at them and stuff. And if you have grasp of your gear, you're having a great time. And they don't even know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. And you're like, you can do it like 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 a NASCAR race, and that's totally yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that. Instead of uh, the the military and the Forrest Gump was a bad analogy. A better analogy was I was watching a Netflix special with F1 racers, Mm -hmm. and they sit in simulators with their eyes closed, and they memorize the tracks every turn. So they have two, two, three, four. There's a left here. The guy's like. "Mm." And he knows the gears he's going to switch. They memorize the tracks because they got to race like in extreme second conditions. Night, it has to be first thought, not second nature. Totally. It, uh, so do you do any practice like no. that? No. I know. <laughs> I was yelling at you at the last one. Well, I was you know like, it it's, it's harder for people who have nine to fives and are trying to do this on the side too. So yeah, um, I live. I'm a hundred percent for that. Like the YouTube's photography, our podcast is photography. My business is photography, and then on my downtime. I'm reading and learning photography, watching creative lives. I'm so like my obsessed. Downtime, my yeah. downtime is, is is spent on videos, learning what's going on, what else can my camera do, how can I put it to use. Uh, but the practical application of it doesn't usually come into play until I'm actually there. Yeah, that's, that's the, true. That's you can read the manual, but then when it... You know, you got to put it in practice. I don't have a Hulk and a a, a (laughs) Superman over there. And, you know. Yeah, well, I definitely obsess. And and I think about, I try to like envision what would happen if, like, you came up with a great one. Where's the damn uh, light? Mm -hmm. Like the AF. Oh, assistance. Like, so Mo at the last event, it was, we we already had our super dark event. And then so we came in (laughs) and we had a cocktail hour, which wasn't bad at all at first. But then people filled up the space so much that they blocked <laughs> all the uh, surrounding light. I've never seen that before where, <laughs> the where there's light. There's so much light. Omar, please put one of the photos from the, 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 yeah. the stage. There was so much light on onto the, the cocktail area bleeding from the stage because the stage was so brightly lit. Yeah. But the pe- the the windows that allowed that light to come through were blocked by, by humans, pe- by people. So you come in and there's like no ambient whatsoever. Remember we said before it was dark? Hold on one second. So crazy dark. It was so dark. We said it was dark last time, and we meant it. Yeah, it yeah, was but dark. This, this was dark. But this then was, Mo this... came up with, this is where on the fly, Mo changed, because Sony's, you should shoot in continuous. They work better in continuous autofocus. But Mo on the fly switched to single. I was like, what, you crazy? He switched to single, and he found the, the AF assistant, beam. Assistant light. Yeah, and I'm like, look at that. I can see people. <laughs> so on the fly, you came up with a solution. Yeah. I feel like I have to sort of get in the simulator more uh, and and sort of come up with situations like that. I've had so many things blow up in my face that I'm just used to, like, what, what do I do now? What like, do I do it, quick? Like, it got so bad that even zoning with the with the focus, even uh, it, there was just zero light for the lenses, the lens to pick anything up. So I had to quickly think, you know what, we're going to have to go to single and we have to get that AF light out there. That's totally and it, right. it made it did save everything. It made a big difference. Um, the other thing about that level of darkness was that, I mean... I was still impressed that um, with that little light, people weren't seeing me hit them with it. Cool. The little it, red it was, light. It was yeah, a little orange, kind of... a little, it was nice, which then led me to say, why did they then put on their $8,000 flash? All right, about $600. Their $8,000 flash, why did they put, did I say lens before? $8,000 lens? I don't know, but go ahead. So then that made me ask, why did they put on their $600 flash, why did Sony put bright LEDs? Oh, they, it's like a flashlight, it's, right? It's like a, it's like a little flashlight. That, that They don't understand that as a photographer at an event that's dark, you want to be inconspicuous. You want to capture a moment. You don't want to alert someone that you're about to take a picture yeah. of them. Because what's you the want- first thing that happens? They go... 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they try to pose and, and they stuff. Try to pose, you, so you got yeah. like half blurred shot, and you know, I, I think I think as as manufacturers of flashes, you should always put infrared. Infrared. Infrared whenever possible. I don't understand the LED. Maybe I have to read more, and, and they'll tell me a at reason least, behind it. At least they made the the LED red, you know, uh, that comes off the camera. You not know, the but, ones on the flash, though. Not the one on the flash, oh, so but bright. I mean, listen, honestly, most people don't tell Sony this. Most people are using aftermarket flashes right. like Flashpoint and Godox. But unfortunately, then they lose the infrared. Yeah. And, and that's why we, I had to shoot with their single. Mm. I forgot to tell you this. Um, Godox came in and Flashpoint are coming out with a new trigger mm. that has uh, infrared on it if you shoot. Is like, it the XT something? Or yeah, something? two. It's like the XT2. Terminator. Nothing wrong with us. Best soundtrack right now. Uh, oh, Into the Spider-Verse. Have you listened to it? I've listened to it once, but I'm not going to be able to spew anything. When I left here, I actually Good, right? down- downloaded it and I listened to it on the way home. Terminator, one of the best soundtracks. I, uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, John Williams sounds the same in everything, but he has great iconic soundtrack. Who's, who's the guy who did uh, Dark Knight? Zinger, Zinger for oh, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer. bro. Oh. He's great. talking about the r&b vocal uh soundtrack we're talking about the actual movie music cues that you hear that tell you to oh, get totally. hyped up that get tell you that you're sad music in a movie is your cues oh man and when it's done perfectly you don't even realize it completely that, that you're like being sucked in by the music to cry now uh, my know, favorite you? type of hero music is that anything that's very drummy that's not the word Percussive. Percussive. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> I prefer drummy, actually. I actually like the Avengers uh, theme. When yeah. It goes in, din, din, whatever it goes, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, it starts with cello. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think of when... And the first... We, we forgot about it. <laughs> All right. But the, the, the first badass uh, superhero movie theme was Wonder Woman's. I don't care what anyone says. And then I heard how it, was, how it was composed with all oh, with those the, weird, yeah, weird synthesizer stuff. violin lady. I was yeah. like, wow, that's crazy. I don't know. I, I, Danny Elfman, Spider-Man, uh, the original mm-hmm. uh, Sam Raimi. It goes, uh, it starts with, we'll play it here, like a second of it, but, uh, 
it sounds spidery. Like he must, I love that, that he must have been like, all right, what can I play? So he played all these like little. Tuck, 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 you ever tuck, think that like, like John Williams is over there looking at Danny Alpha being like, really, sir? Really, <laughs> sir? <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Damn, best soundtrack is the Superman theme. Yeah. I mean, he wrote the soaring, like, da, 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 da. wait, that's Indiana Jones. <laughs> They're all the same. What's, yeah, Superman is a... Come on, Superman is... I mean, that's Star Wars. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was Star Wars. It's a John Williams sounds the same. All right, and then oh. Thomas Newman. Do you know him? No. Bruh. I know his work. I don't know him. Thomas Newman, he does more sensitive kind of. He did Finding Nemo. He did. Uh, he does all kinds of. His stuff is great. You got to get it. We're I not gonna. It. We're not gonna pretend that my level of soundtrack love is at your level. Damn! I used to buy the albums no. as a kid. No. I had in the, I had Raiders of the Lost Ark on LP and would with the needle play it straight through and sit on my couch and be like, "This is where the basket chase is." <laughs> <laughs> You're homeless. This is Marion's theme. No, no, I was never yeah, that. No, I, I'm I'm more that way with video games. Okay, where I actually get, I think video game composers also are like so, so underrated. Oh, okay. So, but I, I'll get more into that, like you know, the themes of like Final Fantasy, Metal Gear Solid, really? stuff like that. Like it's like weird that you know, hearing that, I, I think more of of you know, wow, this is I'm very enjoyable as opposed to the movie, which is only recently with you that i rediscovered how much i do appreciate a good movie Heck soundtrack yeah. oh yeah i was playing for mo i was playing into the spider-verse and uh the actual like r&b songs are good but the guy who composed the he did a great when job when you put on the prowler Oh, that was like, like instantly hearing that, I thought the prowler bouncing off the wall. Oh, spoilers! Oh, oh, did you watch it, folks? Anyway, let's go, bud. Let's go get some coffee. Awesome. We only record one at a time. We never double double. But we're gonna get some coffee, and I don't know, maybe talk some more. Conversation is delicious. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. That was a great episode. We're done. Forget you. The show's over. I quit. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Salute.